Hello friends, welcome back to Grief Awakening. How is everyone doing? Um, this episode this week is going to be a little bit different. Before we jump into it though, I just wanted to talk about the reason why I felt called to share this episode and I don't know if anyone else is feeling this. I've shared a little bit about it on Instagram, but the last two weeks or so, I just feel like I'm having these moments of reconnecting in with past versions of myself and it feels really weird but also good and I and what I mean by this is like I um recently got back into playing guitar and songwriting which people who know me who are listening to this podcast they're like okay yeah that's that's the least you've been doing that since you were 11 years old but <laughs> if you don't know me then if you met me anytime in the last five, 10 years, you'd be like, oh, I didn't even know she played music. You know, <laughs> it's just been something that somewhere along the way I lost interest in, uh, lost a love for. And I'm not sure why, but I'm having a lot of fun rediscovering that love and that part of myself. And I think the catalyst to it was, I spoke about this on Instagram a little bit recently, but, um, I reconnected with someone from my past and it just brought up a lot of old memories and remembering the things that I used to do and enjoy when I was with this person in the past. And, um, so yeah, it kind of catapulted me into pulling the guitar out of the closet and doing some, some playing and writing and singing and, I've also gone back to the gym this week. It's like, it's been a very transformative week. I'm like, oh my God, who, who is Elise? Like, I'm just discovering old parts of myself that I've let go. And it's not like they were bad parts that I'm, you know, I let go because I wasn't proud of them. It's like just things that I, I lost, lost my love for. And we just go through that in life. We go through these ebbs and flows and things that feel aligned and then they don't anymore and we come back to them or let them go completely and that's okay. Um, So I felt called to share this episode today because next week is the one year anniversary. Let's call it an anniversary. I don't even know what to call it of grief awakening. (laughs) One year since the existence of grief awakening podcasts. Woohoo! So I feel like maybe next week we'll do a giveaway of some sort. I haven't decided what that's going to be. So keep an eye on my Instagram and probably my Instagram stories because you know that's where I'll probably share it first. Um, but there will be a giveaway of some sort, whether that be um, free energy work sessions or maybe I'll get do more science books or something like that. We'll see how what I feel drawn to. But yeah, something exciting coming up next week. And I cannot believe, cannot believe that I've been behind this mic for a year now. It just seems so crazy to me. Um, and so I've been doing a lot of reflection these last two weeks of like, oh my gosh, like how far I've come since I first experienced my loss. And it inspired me to share with you guys today a audio recording of my first medium reading that I ever took part in, participated in with, um, you all know my favorite person on the planet who's been on this podcast, um, Kim Salter. 
owner of Design Thought Studio here in Nashville. Um, and I got the okay from Kim to share this episode with you guys. And I just felt like this recording is such an amazing represent- representation of what my life used to be, how I used to be, how much I've changed, and also the healing and beauty that can come from receiving something as simple as a medium reading and regaining that connection with your loved ones. Because at the time of this reading, which by the way, took place on April 13th, 2021, so about two and a half years ago, um, I was a completely different person. I really was. And I was also in the, just starting to come out of the darkest depths of my grief. I had just read the book Signs by Laurel and Jackson. I was just starting to get curious about like this idea of connecting in with my partner and spirit. And um, this this healing session with Kim, which just like further catapulted me into this journey. And I'm so, so, so thankful that our paths crossed and I found her from just a Google search on the internet and, um, but to session with her immediately, I just felt drawn to her. I don't know why, you know, we're just, we're just connected to people and we don't know why sometimes. And I just felt that with her when I saw her photo and read about her. So I booked a session immediately and you're going to hear it today. And, um, I've cut out some small portions of this audio recording of this session only because um, there are some things that are just kind of us just chatting about like daily life stuff or like I've asked her, you know, an intuitive question I needed guidance on or um, things that were personal details that pertain to Jared or his family that I felt like I needed to protect them and took took that piece out. So you'll hear some small silences here and there, but that's also kind of how a reading will work sometimes when you're connecting in with spirit is like sometimes there are just pauses where uh, a medium is sitting there and just listening. If you've sat with me, you'll have seen me do this where I sit in silence for just a moment or I'm looking over to my left and that's where I'm like getting information in. Um, and it takes me a moment to just come back to the space and relay what I've just heard or felt from spirit. So you'll you'll hear Kim doing this as well. You'll hear these small little pauses, but they're very brief. And um, I think the the episode, the recording flows pretty well, even with those little pieces being taken out. So um, stay tuned till the end. Listen to the whole recording because there are some pieces here, some things that came through in this reading that at the time of the reading, I was, you know, in the moment I was like, oh no, that doesn't make sense to me. And this is very common when you're having a medium reading, things will come through and you're kind of so in shock that you're even having this conversation or like being able to connect in that your brain's not like working at a hundred percent and some things won't click right away. And that definitely happened for me. You'll also hear like little moments of me getting emotional, of course. Um, and I want to, at the end of the episode, I'm going to come back on the mic and I'll talk through some of the pieces that during the recording, I told Kim like, oh no, that doesn't make sense to me. But later on after the session, of course, those things came to fruition or I got some more information from other family members and I was able to validate a lot of the things that she brought through. So I thought that'd be fun for uh, Kim to hear as well when she when she hears this episode. So um, shout out to Kim Salter. I love you so much and so, so thankful for our friendship and that we started it off this way. Okay, I hope you enjoy. Enjoy. 
are you doing? I'm good. I'm excited to meet with you. Have you ever had a reading before? No, this is my first time. It is. Oh, good. Okay. So just a few things. Are you feeling nervous at all? Yeah, I'm a little nervous. Okay. So we're going to do some breathing. We're going to really set up this container, especially if you haven't done it before. It actually is so much more casual than you might be thinking it's going to be. It really is a conversation. Um, I am clairvoyant medium. So I see things as a movie. You're going to see me looking over to my right side. It looks like your left. And that's just where I get information in. Um, And prior to even getting on with you, I always do a brief like 10 minute meditation and just bring in any energy that's around you before we even connect. So what we're going to do is we're going to do some breathing and then I'm going to go over who and what came up in meditation for you. And you can just see where that fits for you. And then uh, because this is a medium reading, if somebody doesn't come through that you're hoping would we can always try and call them in it works sometimes and sometimes it doesn't but we're gonna talk about all of this stuff that's happening around you and see where it takes you okay sounds good okay so we're gonna go ahead and do just a little bit of breathing so go ahead and close your eyes put both feet on the floor if you can and just take a few deep breaths in and just exhale releasing some of the frenetic energy that comes in And just let your body take over however many deep breaths you need to start feeling a little bit more calm. Good. And really allow yourself to just breathe here in this moment as we create this sacred container. And while you're here breathing, I want you to just for a moment bring in the essence of anyone around you that has passed what they looked like, what they felt like for you, who they were and who they still are for you. Our intention for today is really to honor them and bring through any messages that they might have for you, for your growth and for your connection to this life as you live it here and now. Good, take one deep breath in. And exhale. Good. You can open your eyes when you're ready. Okay. I'm going to, are you ready? I want, I'm going to jump right in if you're ready. Yeah. All right. Go for it. (laughs) Okay. So I have all this stuff in meditation, but I have to tell you first what came through just now as we were talking. So as we were talking, I felt compression on my chest and I'm sweating which is like always my sign for intense or trauma or um, a fast or um, unexplained death. So this would be somebody who didn't pass from illness. Okay. Uh This would be somebody who, um, okay. And I'm feeling heart, uh, um, fast ass heartbeat. So this is somebody that felt adrenaline, probably. um, Okay. What? what we would consider a traumatic experience. Do you have somebody who's passed that um, died unexpectedly? Yes. Okay. I'm going to go there for a moment, but I'm also going to go to what came through in meditation for you. And I'm going to see if these two things, um, these two essences interweave, and we're going to see what, how this plays out. Okay. 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 So 
I'm going to leave this energy over here for just a moment. I also have on your father's side, like a grandfather energy. Is your father's father alive? No, he passed away. Okay. So that's who came through first, almost like setting up a foundation. Did you know him well? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he came through in meditation. That was the very first essence that came through almost like whatever we're going to uncover, I'm going to hold this space for her here. Does that make sense to you? Almost like, almost like a protection. Um, okay. One thing that comes through for him, do you happen to know if he smoked a pipe or if he smoked at all? Um, he did when I was really, really young. Okay. So as I grew older, stop doing it. He stopped. He's just coming through as like, just so you know, still smoking a pipe. So a lot of times the way that they come through is like their best time, right? So if that was something that he really enjoyed, but because of health, yeah. he had to let it go. He's just kind of showing up in that way. But I want you to know that he shows up so loving. Okay. And I'm feeling emotion. This is actually emotion from him and probably a little bit from you. So what he says is that you've been through a lot, right? So it's really this loving, beautiful Um, it's really fatherly, actually this fatherly protection that says almost like to me, like be gentle. She's been through a lot. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so this comes from a place of recognition. So because you've never had a medium reading before, just so you understand a little bit about how it works is I get feelings, emotions, um, information, and, um, like, uh, a lot of times can see it like a movie, but also as someone that you love or were connected to passes over, they turn into, um, uh, an energy that has recognition of emotion, but doesn't feel emotion. Okay. Okay. So it's almost like anytime I speak about who's going to come through for you, I want you to know that there's a recognition of be, be gentle with her right? He's not feeling like, oh, I'm nervous about this. He's feeling like a recognition of, I want you to make sure you're gentle with her. She's been through a lot. And so just know that he's there. He's actually showing me um, a bluebird. So if you ever notice like um, whether it's an actual bluebird or even just on paper, or if somebody speaks about a bluebird, I want you to know that that's one, one of the ways that he shows up for you. Was he connected to baseball at all? Um, not really. Um, it was something he and my dad shared like a love for though. Okay. So that could be it. So I'm being jumped. I'm jumping back over to, um, the unexpected ending. Was that person connected to baseball? No. Okay. So I'm going to keep these two things separate and I'm going to be, I'm going to head over to this other side of this, um, unexpected ending. So the energy that comes through here is male. Does that make sense to you? Mm -hmm. Okay. So a few things come through here. Okay. A few things come through. He wants me to ask you the question, if you're a runner or a walker, does that make any sense to you at all? Are you a runner or a walker? And like, what's your aunt? He's like, I want her to answer. Like, what is she? Is she a runner or a walker? So this is either a joke about you used to run or like now you walk or maybe it means something different to you i'm sorry oh it's okay (laughs) clearly it means Um, something right his last name is walker okay oh it might be that your husband it was my fiance 
Okay. And he might be making a joke because he was very athletic and okay. fitness and all that. I'm not okay. Sure. It, it's almost like he literally wants you to say the words, then I'm a walker, right? If this is your fiance, it's the, I, the feeling of like husband. That's the feeling. Right. And if his last name is Walker and what he comes through with is like, ask her, ask her if she's a runner or a walker to have you say, I'm a walker, right? That's his last name. That's the connection. So just know he comes through with such a big smile, almost like um, infectious, twinkly, like people would be magnetized to him, even if maybe that wasn't always what he loved. Like if I want you to think about, okay, a few things are coming through all at once. So I'm going to uh, place these for you. One is it doesn't feel like he would believe in this when he was alive. <laughs> like he's almost like, really? Okay. I mean, I'm yeah. definitely, but, but really? That's probably okay. true. Yeah. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. A couple of things. We'll get to the questions in a minute because he's like, she likes to analyze. I'm sure there's questions. That's what he says. So if you are like considered, or people consider you an analyzer, you like to know, this is what just recognition from him of like, she's going to want to know more and I'm here for it. But a couple of things that he's bringing through right now that feel important is, okay. He's telling me that he doesn't even, he's not sure how or why, but he heard your voice as this was happening. Okay. So I don't know if you knew what was going on at the time, but he wants you to know that he heard your voice. You were the last voice he heard. Okay. That's what it feels like. Mm -hmm. It feels like you were the last voice he heard. Did, were you aware that this was happening or that this had happened? No, there's a, he's showing me a pause of like, you didn't know. And that moment when you found out still holds so much power. Yeah. I didn't know. I had spoken to him right before it happened. So maybe mm -hmm. that's what he's thinking uh -huh. about. Yeah. Um, like I was the last person to speak to him on the phone. Okay. But yep. um, the night, the night that he passed, I was home alone and I had this feeling, I had a feeling and yes. it was, it was hours after I found out that it actually happened, mm -hmm. um, but I didn't find out until the next day. Yeah. Okay. So a few things that are coming through here. One is he has a recognition. He knows you're going to understand this, but he feels like he has to say it anyway of this. I'm so sorry. This isn't what it was supposed to look like. He knows that, you know, that this could never be on purpose or anything like that, but he feels like it's super important to tell you that because things are changing and moving for you over the course of the next two years. And he wants you to know that he's really involved in making things happen for you, like putting in front of you people who you would be drawn to and, and really having a part in making sure that your life plays out in the way that is the best case scenario. That's how it comes through. Did he have knee pain or knee injury or do you? He had a knee injury um, okay. several years ago, but had recently just had it checked out like right before the incident happened because okay. it was bothering him. Yeah. So he's bringing through like my knee is all clear. Just so you know, my knee is <laughs> all clear. 
which feels so minute, right? But for him, yeah. it feels like important to tell you, but I really think it's because he wants you to know that this is him, right? It's like, uh-huh. and tell her my knee is all clear. It feels great. It's all clear. Um, does he have a brother or do you have a brother? I have sisters. He has uh, several brothers. He has five brothers and a sister. Okay. So I want you to, for a moment, he's showing me that he's drawn to what would be considered the middle brother. So who would that be? It would have been him. Um, Oh, he's the middle brother. Okay. Okay. Let me see if I can get a little bit more information. Is there an L? Is there an L name or a J name? All of his, all of his siblings, their names start with J. Okay, let me see if I can get a little bit more clear. Middle child J name. Okay, so there's two different months coming up. One is connected to June and one is connected to August. Is there a brother connected to June and a brother connected to August? Well, um, he passed in June and his birthday is in August. Okay. That might be what he's thinking of. Okay. So this might just be for sure. I mean, it's come through this way before this might just be all of the validation for you. Like, like here's some things to look at, but he's, he's pulling me to his, what would be, he's, he's saying it's his middle brother. So you can decide who that might be. And there's an L. So I don't know if there's a middle name that's an L or some sort of descriptor that Um, goes with an L. Has a brother named Jason, who his, is his, um, one of his older brothers, okay. he's the second born, uh-huh. I believe. And he um, has a wife named Lauren. Okay. So let's go there for a minute. Let's just see if we can get some clarity. And if we can, it's okay. I'll let it go. And if it's meant to come back around, it will. Okay. I want to check in first with you. How are you feeling physically right now? I'm feeling okay. My, my heart rate has definitely settled down more. I was Good really nervous. Okay, good. Yeah. So again, your grandfather is coming through of like, are you, how are you feeling? This is a place where you can just like breathe in and start to know that this is all around you. So, okay. I'm being drawn back over here. So one thing, so is his first name J to them? If all of them are J must be J, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So is there somebody that you know of in his family that has his name tattooed on them or his initials or something around his name tattooed on them? Uh, me and his brother, Jason, both okay. got tattooed. Perfect. Yeah. So this is also just another validation coming through for you. And Jason is who we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. that, pulls, that pulls those two things together. Just know that that's like, he's saying like, that's something I would have done. He feels like that's something he would have done. And he feels really, really honored about that. Like that's a big deal um, because that's forever. Right. And Mm -hmm. you were supposed to have forever. Did you guys go or have you, did you talk about going to Hawaii or something (laughs) about Hawaii coming up from him? Yeah, we were, um, we were going to get married in Hawaii in October. Yeah. I just got full chills. So that for him, he's showing me that Hawaii can still be beautiful for you. It's important for you to hear this 
obviously through me, but I always say like, I wish you could have my eyes for a minute so you could see what I'm seeing, but he's showing me. And of course, probably like any guy, he's like, you know, for you, like being laid in Hawaii, (laughs) like really like joking about like how that was going to be great. Right. And how funny that was going to be, but truly the undercurrent here is one of a recognition of, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry this didn't turn out like we thought it was going to, right? But also this other big energy around like, please know that Hawaii can still be beautiful for you. So I don't know, have you like sworn off Hawaii? I mean, No, I mean, I, I have thought about going at some point yeah. in the future. Just, I don't know who I would go with, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just know that if... And when you have another partner and they want to go to Hawaii, this is going to be a partner that knows all of it, right? Your next partner is going to know all of this. And even if you're not there yet to like, think about this, do you have another partner right now? No. Yeah. So when this happens, just know that he's like, she's got to know I'm going to have a hand in this. Like, you've got to know that he's going to have a hand in this. This is not, um, okay. Do you have a, I don't know why baseball keeps coming up for whatever reason, but he's (laughs) saying like, he wants you to swing for the fences. Like that's who you are. You are the person that's like, that like gets it done, right? Like that, that, um, like grabs life and gets it done. And there is a knowing that it was much easier to do that with him by your side, right? Like, of course it was, but it doesn't change the essence of you. Ego is going to come and be like, bullshit. Yes, it does. It absolutely does. He's like, I will argue it. I will argue it to the end. The essence of who you are is somebody to enjoy life, somebody to live this long, beautiful life. And he will be there every step of the way until you don't want him to be anymore. He really is like all over. He's with his family. He's with you. Um, okay. Was there, um, is there questions at all around his stuff? Um, how so? He's just really like open if you have questions about when he passed or what transpired. Um, if you, the only thing that we've always been wondering is if he saw it coming. Mm-hmm. He did. He did see it coming. So one thing you probably know about him and he's stepping up and being like, he was a good driver, right? Like he was very, uh, um, the way that it's coming through is like, he was always very aware. Like, it feels like he held on to details, even like he would be the person that would be able to tell you what somebody who walked past him was wearing. Like, he's like, I have a steel trap of a head of a mind. (laughs) Like, uh, yes, I saw it coming. Of course I did. And that's why you feel it. Cause you knew him so well. So yes, he knew it was coming. There was a brief moment where he thought for a moment that he could get out of it. And then before 
and then the impact was there. And so there was a brief moment where, because usually in life, typical, he's really like, it's crazy. Like, I wish I could give you his, like, the people who are left are grieving and sad. And he's here just like they always are. Like, dude, it was so crazy. Like it was over. And that is not how I thought my life would end. Right. There is this, this, he did believe that he would live a really long time. Like Uh he really did believe that. And just so you know, on your side, it's full, he's fully enlightened. It's like, he's like, it's every, I'm not sure why it's connected to his mom. Maybe is his mom religious or is his mom? He says Uh it's everything that my mom said it would be. It's truly like, it's everything my mom said it would be. And it's, he's showing me just this expansion. There's no way we can fully understand it, but he is at full peace. And that makes it super hard when the people who are left aren't, but what you have to know from him. Okay. Typically this would come through if I was talking about a parent dying, but have you, do you feel connected at all to this feeling of being orphaned? Not really. I don't think so. Okay. We'll just let that go. Then there's this, this feeling that comes through with his passing of, um, feeling orphaned or like he used to take care of a lot. And now that's gone and you've had to figure out how to take care of things. I mean, that's not that, I mean, that's not that crazy. Of course. It's like right. anyone, yeah, could be sure. like, Oh, you lost your fi- fiance. You have so much to take care of now. This feels different. And so if, if you don't connect to that, we'll let that go. Um, but it is, it's this feeling of, um, it's this feeling of abandonment and of being orphaned. So you can see if that comes up in whatever way, this Uh might be for one of his brothers. Although it's the focus is still here. The focus is still here with you. Okay. If you don't, if that doesn't make sense to you right now, it might another time when you watch this back and we'll just move forward. Do you have questions for him? Um, well, I, I recently read the book signs by Laura Lynn Jackson. Uh You've probably heard of of it I'm sure yeah which was a huge reason why I reached out to you yeah um and so not that I've been trying to look for things because I don't know what to look for but Uh I wanted to know if he's been sending me the jeeps yeah so that makes any sense yeah it's interesting there's a couple of things that come through for him is it feels like he's going to show you words it's almost like um if you were to hear something or read something that's written, that sounds like him, you're like, God, that sounds like something he would say. That's how he's showing up to you. He's showing me like a line of his words. If you come across, or maybe you have it already, like notes from him or, um, things that, that he said, and you hear someone else say this, or you hear lyrics in a song that you're like, Oh, Uh that's something he would say. That's one of the ways that he shows up. He also shows up as almost like a, um, he likes to make people laugh, right? Like this, this, like making people laugh. So if you find yourself like looking for something specific, like your keys or something like that, and you're not frustrated, but you're like laughing, like, are you kidding? I just had these. 
So it's very different than when you're frustrated, when you're frustrated and you're like, Oh my God, I have to get to my blah, 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 blah. Frustrated is not him. But when you're like laughing and joking, like seriously, I literally just had this right here. Where is it? That energy is him. Okay. And then one last thing, I don't know if this means anything to you and it feels very, um, it feels very, uh, like we don't, are you in Nashville? Uh-huh. Okay. I'm like, we're not by a huge ocean. So I'm going to tell you what it is anyway. What he said is like, if you find rocks or shells with words on them or with like symbols on them, that those are from him. And so my first thought in my human space is like, where is she going to find that? <laughs> like, but yeah. we, know, we know that science, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. You're going to start to see this show up for you over and over and over again. So instead of focusing on, let me, I need to find a sign from him, be open to like, I'm open to receiving a sign for you from you, but it has to be so clear. So I don't mix it up and then move forward. The analyzer, the one who wants to do it right. Right. That part of you that wants to do it right. Cause you just want some connection. She's not needed here. This is about feeling and about energy. So you can already feel him. Right. And that's going to just grow and grow and grow as you move through your grief for sure. But also too, in those moments, and it feels like you've already had this, but if you haven't yet, it's coming in those moments where you're standing somewhere and you start to feel his presence, right? If you feel him behind you or you just feel his presence, trust that it's there, right? The main thing to reading signs and accepting signs and receiving signs is trusting because our ego comes in very quickly. And it's like, you're crazy. (laughs) You're making this up. And so if you can hold on for a little bit longer in those moments over and over and over again, you're going to be shown so many times. So even when I speak like rocks or shells that have letters or symbols on it, that seems so all immediately my, I mean, I do this all the time. And my first thought was like, we're not even by a lake. Right. But that's the human side. That's the human side. The connected divine side is like, okay, I'm open to that. And then you're not shocked when you're in the middle of a grocery store parking lot. And all of a sudden there's a rock that has something on it. You're like, holy shit. Right. It's like, and so that's how it comes through. He's coming through with like, I wanted to make it a little bit harder for you. He's not the one who's going to put a white feather in your path. Yeah. Like he's not going to put a dime down. Like that's so, that's so overdone. Like he's like, that's so overdone. It's like, it'd be so easy if it was the white feather, if it was the dime or the, you know, the Mm -hmm. the money. His is going to be, okay, this is what he says. He's like, Okay. The feeling is you would want it to be different because you want things different for you. Like you wouldn't, he doesn't think that you would trust if you saw like a white feather. If I were to sit here and say, Oh, he's going to drop a white feather or, Oh, he drops dimes. You'd be like, "Mm -hmm." so does everybody else. (laughs) He's like, she wouldn't buy that. She wouldn't buy that for you. It has to be something that is so random. You can't explain it away, right? You can't explain it away. You're going to notice if you haven't already though, have you noticed that your intuition is getting 
stronger? I, I like to think so. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard this before, but has anyone ever sent like smells, like a specific yeah. smell? All the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, we have so many senses, so many senses. I'm clairvoyant. So I see first. Mm-hmm. Their audience is second for me. Clairsentient is feeling. Those are my three. But smell and taste are two that are very rare and people have them all, like I have probably three clients right now, my intuitive clients. So I teach or guide to be tuned more in who Mm -hmm. has taste and smell. And so if you taste something and your immediate thought is like, oh, that's him. It is. There's no denying that, especially with taste and smell. Some people smell cologne or body wash or whatever. And that's also undeniable. You're not making that up. Your, your senses do not make these things up. So what is it that you taste? I don't taste anything. I've smelled gasoline. You smell. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that feeling of, and of course, gasoline can be connected in a lot of different ways, right? Especially if this was a car accident, right? So there's a lot of different ways and you can even think back to, and this might be something that is connected further back than what you remember, but thinking back to, if he ever mentioned like, I love the smell of gasoline or, wow. you know, or if you did, the reason I, when I, when I smelled it, um, I thought of him because he was an auto mechanic and he mm-hmm. always came home smelling like oil. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's the way. So this is definitely like pay attention to how often that happens because there's so many things that will happen that we will explain away, but there's some part of that, right. That you're like, I thought of him. And there's some part of that, that lands and it's like, yeah, it's connection. We have to remember that we're all energy. We're all vibration. And so you can think about this, uh, like, um, and you might've read this or heard this already, I don't even know where this came from, but I've been using it for years of like, our bodies are television, like a television, right? And our soul is like the, um, is like the signal. So think about when our TV breaks, right? The signal doesn't go anywhere. We just get a new TV and plug it in and the signal comes through the exact same way. It's the same with a body. It's like, yeah, his TV broke but his signal is still there everywhere, right? And people believe differently about what the TV is, reincarnation or showing up a different way. But what I know because of what I do, I've been doing this now for 17 years, is that I have heard so many of the same stories over and over and over again that I know that that energy signal, whether there's a new TV body there or not, is constantly flowing. And we get to tune into that. So if you smell gasoline, if you see a painted rock or shell somewhere, that's his energy, that his vibration that's creating that to be in your path to know that he's there for you, that he, to know that he's there with you. And this is the same for everyone who's past. That's why people can tune in even to ancestors and do past life regression and all of those things, because that frequency doesn't change. It's just the time frame changes. So mm-hmm. there is a beautiful sort of um, nurturing to that of like, oh, right. I miss the body, but I can still feel the energy, can still feel the energy. 
Um, one other thing that came through in meditation, well, a couple of different things. Do you have back pain or did he have yeah, back pain? I do. You have. Okay. Is that gone now? Mm-hmm. Okay. So one of the things that comes through for you around back pain is that there's potential here for this to come back. And I want you to pay really close attention to what you, what weight you put on emotional weight you carry, how this feels like it's changing, but how you show up, if there's any piece of you, that's been this, um, people pleaser or peacemaker and how much energy that puts on your body, it's coming through your back. And right now it feels like that's dissipated and you just validated that, but the potential for it to come back is there. The beautiful thing is you've already moved it once. So, you know, you can move it again, right? It's like, so if you notice that this comes back, the very first thing I want you to ask is like, what am I holding? Who am I? Where did I show up that I was trying to please other people? Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any questions coming through for you? Uh, no, right. Not right now. Okay. I know this is a lot. <laughs> it's a lot yeah, to like, I'm enjoying it though. That's hard. Okay, good. Um, okay. So the next thing that comes through, and this is more of like for your greatest good, sort of like attached. Okay. We're going to go on your mom's side in just a second, but for your greatest good is there's a connection to your voice. Do you sing or speak? I've sang in the past. Yeah. Okay. I don't really sing much anymore. Okay. So if there is ever a time that you want to recalibrate, like if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling anxiety and you literally have that feeling of like, I feel just out of sorts, I need to recalibrate voice is one way for you that you can do that. And it can be the most simple. You can do ohm. You can just make noise. You don't have to sing. You don't have to like sing Mm -hmm. a song, although that would be helpful, but it's more about moving energy with your voice. And so if you've never done, have you ever done guttural audio movement? It's like at first the most awkward, uncomfortable thing in the world, but you're going to see that it is so um, effective and you start like in the base of your belly, the deepest voice you can use, like the deepest. And it literally is like, and then as you move your voice up, it gets higher and higher until it's almost like a high pitched scream. And it's literally moving energy, stagnant energy out of your chakra system. So you can play around with it, do it in the shower or whatever, and just see the difference. And what you're going to start to notice is it's clearing your channels and you're already getting more and more intuitive. This is going to tune you in even more. Okay. So start to use that, um, that tool of your voice. Okay. I'm being drawn to, well, let me stop for a second. Does that make sense to you? Using your voice more. Okay. Um, I'm being drawn to your mom's side. Is your mom's mom alive still? Yes, she She is. is. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we can go to great. Is your great grandma alive still? No. Okay. Do you have a connection to Virginia, either the name or the state? No, I don't think so. Okay. I'm going to let this go then. This really feels like, um, mom, it really feels like, uh, like grandma, like your mom's mom or dad's mom. Is your dad's mom alive? Yes, she is. Okay. I'm going to go 
I'm going to let this go then. This might be something that you can ask your mom about. I'm being pulled more towards the feminine side, your mom's side. See if there's a connection anywhere. If there's somebody's sister or a great grandma or a great aunt or something connected to Virginia, that's how it comes through. I'm not going to spend a lot of time there because it's not connecting with you, but the energy is towards um, your mom's side, great grandma. It feels like grandma, but it might be great grandma or great aunt and a connection to Virginia, either the name or the state. Just see if that, if that plays out anywhere um, in your family. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So one other thing that comes through, are you moving? Are you considering moving or did you just move? I moved in October, but I'm considering moving, you know, again in the fall. Yeah. So this is coming through your fiance of like the move is supported. Like if you're considering it, it's a yes. It's like, yeah, you're going to be ready. It, you're going to be ready before that, but just know that it's supported whenever you choose to do that. But there's something about, um, okay. Closing a chapter. This is really closing a chapter and moving forward. And so of course you're going to, work up to that because there's a part of you that's exhausted from closing chapters. Right. (laughs) But one of the things that this comes with is the autonomy of choosing to close it instead of it just being closed without your, with no say from you. Right. That idea of injustice, that's going to start being healed. And if you already are starting to feel that, that's amazing. But this, there's something connected to this move and starting to heal injustice that wasn't fair, right? Connected to him. What's the significance of the fall for you? That was just when I moved out of our house that we lived in together. Okay. Um, so now I'm renting an apartment. Yeah. And that'll be up in October. So I'm considering if I want to purchase a home at that point. Yeah. Yeah. It's time to purchase. You're going to know it when you get closer, you already feel it, but apartment feels very like that's the phase you were forced to be in, right? Because life changed, but that's not really who you are. You're really not like apartment person. You're really like rooted person, right? Foundational rooted person. And so purchasing a home, you're going to be able to get that back. And this might be what's tied to orphaned, right? Mm -hmm your home, right? Your home was lost. Your home. He was your home. Your home was your home. All of that. You didn't have a real choice about it was, it just happened. It left you orphaned. And I'm not trying to create a big story around this one word, but it makes sense. And it's coming through again. And when you purchase this next house, you're going to get that sense of home rooted home back. And that's going to be the healing wave for that injustice. Okay. Does that make sense to you? Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Um, any questions about that coming up? Um, I don't think so. Um, okay. I like recently received like income, you know, from like insurance and things. And I've like decided to set it aside for a while, but mm-hmm. it's almost like I, it's kind of nice to hear that he's saying like he supports that because it's weird for me to use that, that money for that or like paying off debt or like whatever it is. Here's the thing that I think is probably clicking with you now is that that's why he said like, you don't have to wait until the fall. 
Like if that's when your lease is up, then that probably makes the most sense, but please don't feel like you have to wait. Like there's, there's also, there's also this feeling of you get to take whatever time you want. You get to decide what to do with that money, however you want to, but don't keep yourself from forward movement because you feel like it's honoring him not to spend it. Right. There's the a connection to like, but once that money's gone, then all of it, then it's all gone. And that's going to feel a lot easier if you're putting that money into a foundational home. It's still going to hurt. It's still true. It's still yet another thing that brings up grieving, but you can know that he's going to facilitate the perfect house for you, the perfect location. And that money is so you don't feel orphaned anymore. So you feel at home because he was your home. Okay. And so there is this beautiful synchronicity about this. And so timing here, just so you hear it again, this really has nothing to do with timing. It has to do with when you're ready. It really has to do with just when you personally are ready. All the rest can be figured out. All the rest can be figured out. So there's no rush, but there's also no reason to hold on to it super, super tight. Okay. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Was there a, is there a connection to the symbol of an anchor? Is somebody in your family a sailor or Um, love the water or an anchor for him? I don't know if this would be it, but I'm from Rhode Island originally. And Mm -hmm. like the state symbol of Rhode Island is an anchor. Okay. Yeah. I also like, I love the ocean. That's one thing he's always known about me. So that might've been where the shells situation came into. Yeah. So there's just this, I want you to just also look for um, like anchors in the weirdest places. So like where you wouldn't expect them. There's something about an anchor. I don't know if, do one of his brothers, you might not know this, have a tattoo of this, of an anchor? Not that I know of. Okay. Just so you know, what he show, what he's literally showing me is an anchor. Um, okay. So there's something around bless this anchor. Bless this anchor. Um, that doesn't, I'm not getting enough information to make sense of that. Just hold on to it and see if at all somewhere along the way that starts to make sense. It might be something that a year from now, or it might be something that like, you know, you're walking through a house that you feel like you're so connected to and you see a framed anchor that says something like bless this house. I don't know. See what that is. Cause he's trying to show like a symbol and I'm trying to get more of the information, but our connect, he's not able to bring it through and I'm not able to read it. So there's more there. And if for some reason like that, that is for sure coming from him. Um, uh-huh. my sister has an, a tattoo of an anchor on her okay. and she lost her husband a month before I lost my fiance. Stop it. Which is crazy. I know. Um, is he connected to an L name? No, I don't think so. Okay. So let's just follow that a little bit more. Maybe what 
your fiance is trying to show me is that he's connecting somewhere else. So let's just follow that a little bit more and see if that makes sense to you at all. Okay, let me tell you what comes through with this and you can see if you can make sense of it because it almost is like I told you, you'll see when you watch it back that I was like, he's showing me something, but I can't quite see it and he can't quite show it to me, but this is what he is showing. So he's showing me a five, the number five. So that can be either the number five or the month of May. And then he's also showing me the letter C is, does your sister have a C in her name? No. Or did her husband? No. Okay. So I'm going to let um, that go because it's not clear. Go ahead. My sister has two kids. Both of their names start with C. Okay. Okay. So that <laughs> yeah. might make sense. Does, is there, do you know any connection? Your sister would know this better if she has a connection to the number five. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. just, just that her husband passed in May, which would be. Okay. That would make sense. Okay. Let's see if we can get a little bit more clear here. Do you, so did he pass from illness? Because this comes through as he had something in his body rather than like tragedy. Does that make sense to you? He was an alcoholic. Yep. So here's the thing. Your sister already knows this. So the fact that he's coming through with, um, it's so different than tragedy. It's in body and it's a disease, it's illness, and that it's addiction, alcoholism. Here's what's coming through. It's so interesting. Your fiance is still the filter here. It's almost like, it's almost like he wants to make sure that he can protect what comes through from her husband or something. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but here's how it comes through through him is that the addiction part of the family, there's, it actually feels like there's addiction on both sides of her family, which means there would be addiction on one side of your family as well. And so the, the main thing that comes through from this whole connection, and I know that most of it's pretty cloudy is that the next generation, which would be her kids, they're not going to have to deal with this. They're not going to have to go through addiction, alcoholism. And I'm sure that has been on her mind, especially since her husband, their father passed from alcoholism, but it comes uh-huh. through so clear of like, but it ended there. It ended there. It doesn't go into the kids. They're not going to have to deal with that. It ended there. That's going to be enough for them. That's going to be their dealing with addiction, right? Is okay. knowing that their father passed of alcoholism, but they're not going to have it themselves. And so you, again, anytime information comes through for someone else, we can only go so far unless they're here for consent and for just energy reading. And you'll, you always have to determine on your own, if that's something that would, she'd be open to hearing for sure. If she ever wants to go deeper and get a clearer connection, I, we can do a reading together and bring her energy in and do it that way. But just know that for whatever reason, and maybe this is something that you would know that even she wouldn't, it feels like your husband or your fiance is wanting to block the message just a little bit, or he's, it's not coming through super clear through him. And it might be Mm -hmm. because it's not his message, right? It's somebody Um, else's. uh, Um. 
my sister and her husband were not like on good terms when he That's passed. That's probably why. Maybe, maybe he's Jared's yeah. trying to protect her a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So you can think about it as if he were, if your um, fiance were still living, right? How he would show up in this scenario. He would probably say, Tell me what you want her to hear. I'll pass it on, but you don't need to be together. You don't need to be with her. That's what it feels like. But unfortunately, it also feels like maybe he hasn't quite figured out how to bring the message through, or maybe I'm close to it. But either way, it's just little, little bits and pieces, but just know that he's acting as the conduit for that. Um, It makes sense why your grandfather was like, they've been through a lot. She's been through a lot. There's a lot of loss there. What you're going to continue to see and start to see moving forward is that for a little bit of time, you're going to be focusing so hard on seeing those rocks and those shells. You're going to say the words like, I'm open to receiving, but literally you'll notice that you're like, there's a pile of rocks. Is there anything with that? Like you're going to notice. And then before you know it, it's going to move to the back of your mind. And that's when you're going to start to see them everywhere. It's like, we always do this at first. We're like, okay, I have to look for that. I have to look for a bluebird. I have to look for, and it's exciting because now you have a little nugget, right? Uh But what starts to happen truly, definitely there are times where it's like, then it's just there and you're seeing it everywhere. But typically what happens is you get to a point where you're like, I don't know, I'm not seeing it. And then boom, all of a sudden you're getting all of these signs and symbols. And when that starts to happen, that's just your connection you're going to continue to smell the gasoline and that's going to be probably your whole life, your whole life. And there are going to be moments where you're like, of course I smell it. I'm at a gas station. It doesn't matter. (laughs) It doesn't matter. It's like, no matter where that is, it brings you to him. It reminds Uh you of him and it brings in his essence. Okay. Any other questions or anything else that you want to ask of your fiance? Um, that's a loaded question, right? You're like a million things. Let me just tell you what comes through from him. He really is like, I love you, babe. Like, just remember that. Just remember that that doesn't, that vibration doesn't leave. It's harder to trust that because the physical body is not there for Mm -hmm. sure. But that feeling of like, I love you, babe, that doesn't, go anywhere. That is still around you always. Some days that's super easy to tune into. And some days it's just not, you know, you know how grieving is some days it's easier than others, but you can hear, well, maybe you can't, but this is how it comes through to me. It's like, you can hear him saying it in your ear. You can hear his voice saying it to you. Like, I love you, babe. Right. That, that voice is like, you can hear it and trust that it's actually his vibration. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's with you. All right. Any All right. other questions before I let you go? No, thank you. That was wonderful. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. Okay, All great. right. It was good to meet you. Thank you so much, Ken. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Right, bye. Okay, friends, I'm going to try my best to follow the flow of this episode here. I hope you enjoyed listening to that. Every time I listen to that back or I watch the video, I get so emotional, not only because of what comes through and how beautiful, how beautifully Kim um, 
gives the information right and how she holds space for people but also watching myself in those moments and how fragile that version of myself was I'm getting emotional even um, thinking about it now Um, but just so much of my I see so much of myself and so many changes that I've made since the time of this recording and even like my voice sounds different I feel like the way I answer um, like respond to her very like short and um, like I was so shy and um, just like this really like shell of myself at that time in my life and um, it's just so crazy to see where we're at now right I guess we're oh my gosh like two and a half years out from that recording now so 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 crazy um okay so a couple of the things that came through during this session where I had said like, oh, you know, I don't know if that makes sense or maybe it's this thing. So like one of those first things was that um, mention of like baseball, like does my grandfather have a connection to baseball? And at the time I was just said simply like, oh, you know, him, and my dad really loved watching baseball together, which is so true and valid. Um, but the, another piece of it, which I found out later by asking family members, is that I didn't know this. My grandfather actually played semi-professional baseball when he was young, like before, way before I was born, of course. Um, and so I thought that was a really cool detail. And I remember, uh, emailing Kim a couple days later to let her know that. So she probably won't remember that, but yeah, I thought that was really cool. So like, that's just one example of how in the moment you might not know something is valid or that it would resonate, but later on, it'll it'll show up some way, whether someone telling you or it comes into fruition later. That's a great example of that. So I felt like the the second thing that really stuck out to me was the question of this feeling, if I resonate with this feeling of being orphaned. And I think in the moment when I was sitting down for this session, I didn't want to think of myself that way. Um, but truly, those were... 1000% feelings that I, I had at that time and I have had since. Um, this feeling of like when you lose your partner, especially when it's someone who is such an active person in your life and takes care of a lot. Um, Jared was more than just like my <laughs> my go-to car mechanic or, you know, my coach at the gym or... Um, you know, the person I spent every night in bed with, you know, it was more than that. He was like a security blanket to me. That version of myself clung to him pretty strongly. Even if we were in like social events, like he was my safety net, my security blanket, like the the person or the thing that made me feel comfortable, like I was safe and I could come out of my shell. Like I needed him for that. And so when that was suddenly gone and taken away from me, I did have these emotions and these feelings of being orphaned. And like now I was completely left here with nothing. And even being here in Nashville, like I don't have any um, family members here of my own. Everyone here that I call my family is either friends or um, people that are connected to Jared and some of his family that lives here. So I don't have any family of my own. So he was my family here. He was my family here. And so it was really, really hard. It's been hard. Um, I've, of course, grown a lot since then. I've built up my own community. And I don't I don't have that feeling of orphaned as often anymore. But 
just something that looking back on like completely absolutely did resonate um this next piece which is something really interesting and we kind of took it down some different avenues is um the part of the session where we talk about she brings through an anchor and then the word bless so this is something that was really cool so um when she said this right like my head went to oh i'm from rhode island maybe it's about you know the state symbol of rhode island he's just talking about where i'm coming from he's bringing some piece bringing through a piece of information um and then i thought maybe he's talking about my sister we went down that pathway but truly looking back at it um the anchor and the word blessed actually came up several weeks after this session and i remember um messaging kim on instagram to show her i sent her a screenshot of this photo and it was from a house a photo of a house that was for sale online and i had looked scrolled through the photos and it was this house that i for some reason felt really really drawn to like it seemed like the perfect family home and i was buying a home for myself and my brother-in-law and sister-in-law and their two kids we were gonna all live in it together and so i kept be- being drawn to this house and once i was able to look through the photos and i saw this photo of the dining room where it had an anchor and the word blessed right underneath it I was like, holy shit, okay, this is the connection. So I immediately screenshotted it, sent it to Kim. We both freaked out. I was like, am I just making this up? She's like, no, like, you're not crazy. Um, I know she'll remember that, but that was so cool. And even like him bringing through the detail of the number five. So like I started going down this path of thinking of my sister, but truly what I know looking back now what he was bringing through. So number five, the month of May, I started house hunting in the month of May. I saw this house in the month of May. Okay. And then the letter C, he brought through the letter C. I thought we were referring to my children, my sister's children, my my nephews. Um, But actually when I found this house, I was staying for the weekend at his aunt Cheryl's house, C for Cheryl. And so like all of these pieces, like certainly, certainly, we could have gone down the right path with this. But now looking back on it, I was like, oh my God, like it actually could have been these things. Like he was telling us the future, like what what was going to be unfolding and that this house was going to be showing up for me. Unfortunately, I didn't get to buy that house, which was very disappointing, but it let me know that I was on the right path and that I should be house hunting, which was, which was a really good validation. Um, okay. Another little piece, um, she brought through uh, a question about Virginia or the, the state Virginia or the name Virginia. And at the time, um, I didn't know of anything connected to my great grandmother about Virginia, but I had a conversation later on, many, many months later, when I felt comfortable enough to have the conversation with my grandmother. And I asked her about my great grandmother and her mom. And I asked her, you know, does she have any connection to the name Virginia? And she goes, well, actually her best, my great grandmother's best friend in the entire world was named Virginia. And they were extremely, extremely close. My grandmother grew up with Virginia and her family, like they were, my grandmother's mom and her best friend Virginia were like thick as thieves. They were like me and Meg, right? (laughs) Like we were, so that was the connection, but I wouldn't have known that information without 
speaking to my mom or my grandmother or someone else who knew her when she was younger, right? Because I just, I knew my great grandmother. It's just like this older woman in a wheelchair. Unfortunately, I didn't get to have many years with her. Um, so I didn't know those little details about her. So it's just another example of things that you may not be able to validate in the moment, but later on they will make sense. And the last thing that I wanted to touch on, um, and Kim doesn't even know this piece. So um, at the end of the session, you know, she asked me if there's anything else I want to ask of my fiance, if I have anything else I want to ask Jared. And in the moment, I can't think of anything. But in my head, when she's asking me this and when we were finishing the conversation prior to that, um, I kept saying in my head, in my mind's eye, I kept saying to Jared, I love you, babe. I love you, babe. I love you, babe. And moments later, Kim says, you hear her say in the recording, well, let me just tell you what he's saying. He's really saying like, I love you, babe. And you can hear him whispering it in your ear. And I know like everyone could just hear that and be like, well, she was just reading your energy. Like Kim is not a mind reader. I'm intuitive. I'm a psychic. I'm not a mind reader. Okay. (laughs) So in that moment when she was telling me this, I should have just told her like, I was just saying that to him, you know, but like I kept it to myself and I knew in that moment that he was hearing me in real time and that he was truly there with us in that room. Um, And so it's just such a beautiful validation that he can hear me when I speak to him. And, you know, of course, everyone wants wants to hear from their loved one that they love them. Um, So it was really, really special to end it that way. Um, But overall, this reading was so life-changing for me, as I said earlier. And I really went into it with like an openness, but also holding my cards really close to my chest. Like, I wasn't giving, if you can hear in the interview, like I keep saying interview, if you can hear in the recording, I really wasn't giving much information and I was giving like one or two word responses. Um, I wanted to be really careful about not oversharing or giving too much information and just see what Kim could bring through. Truly, like I was blown away by this experience and I'm so thankful to still be, you know, working with Kim and have grown our friendship, but also to where this journey has led me and to be now doing medium readings myself for others because I get to see other people experience this same joy that I had during this uh, this reading, during this session. And it's really, really, it's really beautiful. And I have so much, so much gratitude for where this has taken me. And this reading was just the start of it. So that was everything for today. I really just wanted to share this with you guys because I felt it was so, so special and just really like perfect timing with the year anniversary of the podcast coming up. And um, I hope you enjoyed it. And if you're interested in working with me or with Kim for a reading or any other type of energy work, she's an amazing business owner here in Nashville. Um, Check the show notes and you can get in touch with her or with me for an energy work session. We would love to sit with you always. Okay, we'll be back next week. Um, be sure to keep an eye on Instagram, as I said, for any news about a giveaway for the one year. And we will be back next week with a guest episode. So until then, I will see you soon. Bye. 
Okay, friends, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Grief Awakening Podcast. If you liked this episode, be sure to leave it a rating and a review, and don't forget to hit that plus sign button or the follow button so you don't miss another episode. As always, any resources mentioned during this episode will be listed in the show notes below. And if you'd like to reach out to me, feel free to do so via email or on Instagram at intuitively underscore Elise. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.